Hey, Will I Like It listeners, do you like a good cup of coffee, one that's rich, flavorful, and ethically sourced? Then you need to check out Dynasty of Coffee, a Yorkshire-based online coffee business that offers a range of expertly crafted blends. All of their coffee is roasted to order to ensure freshness, and they're committed to nurturing the well-being of both individuals and the planet. Whether you're a fan of a bold, strong coffee or a smooth and mellow one, Dynasty of Coffee has a blend for you. Their four main blends are inspired by different British dynasties, Saxon, Viking, Tudor, and a decaf Hanoverian. So if you're looking for a delicious and ethically sourced cup of coffee, head to dynastyofcoffee.co.uk today and use the code SAXON10, that's SAXON, all capital letters, 10, at checkout for 10% off your first order. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Will I Like It podcast. I'm your host, Craig Brooks. And today I'm joined on Zoom by Benny Bratton from what I hear, Benny, is the best looking band on the planet. Is that right? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, you've seen us, so you can yeah. it, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> I heard it from somewhere. I can't remember where. It's, uh, uh, so he's from Folke Botafor Nordavinden. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully I roughly pronounced that right. Uh, you said it fairly well, actually. Yeah. I think you said it perfect. Yeah. So. Uh, and I think, in case anyone doesn't know, does that translate as like the people of the north or something? The people that... beyond the north winds. Ah, beyond the north winds. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. If you if you want, I can pop where it comes from as well. It's supposed to be the oldest still okay. surviving literary um, reference to or part of the world, whatever that is. It might be today's Germany for yeah. all we know, of course. But uh, a Greek guy, I guess you call him Hesiod in English, Hesiodos, Hesiod. He wrote about uh, yeah. the people beyond the North Wind 700 before zero. And then they popped up a couple of times, two, three hundred years later also by, uh, I don't remember who it was, other Greek writers. So um, that, that's where I got the name from. But basically okay. it's a good, na- yeah. good name, I think. <laughs> so, it's a great name. Yeah. I mean, so I first came across you, but we're going to have to go back and forth a bit here because I came across you at Midgard Blot, obviously. Yeah. Um, back in i think it was probably 2016 i think which would have been the second year of the festival yeah um yeah and so i i guess we start really with how you got involved with the festival itself yeah we were booked uh, the year before midgarsblut there was a one-off event called the eidsivabrut I have this thick L, so I'd see Vablut for many other people. Uh, but it yeah. was uh, the closing of the, um, uh, what do you call it, the jubileum of the constitution. Yeah. The Norwegian law. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, it was uh, where they signed the papers for this law. Therefore, I'd see Vablut. Um, 
but uh, it was uh, it was us with Folke. It was uh, yeah, I don't think we've had that lineup anywhere else. It was Shell joined in because Gustav couldn't, and then we had uh, Ingrid uh, Falk from uh, now she's also been in this uh, song Liker with Maria and Christopher from Highland. Yeah, if you know big this. fan of theirs. Yeah. 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 Uh, the blonde, the blonde lady in Song Like It, she was with us for a couple of years, so I think she was the reason why we got booked there, really. But then, uh, yeah, my brother joined, and we played. I think we played, yeah, three times in the day or something, and then it was enslaved by Druna, and uh, the first time they did this uh, Skug show, live. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. And then, after that, uh, I got to know Druna. Streamed in the Midgash Blood Mama, and uh, she started talking mm. about this this dream that she had uh, of making this festival, combining uh, you know Viking and metal stuff, basically because she grew up with the Norse mythology and uh, what was uh, when when she was a kid, you know uh, what her fa father was listening to: Led Zeppelin, Deep Purple, Black Sabbath, all these bands. So she wanted to kind of combine that and, of course, update it. Therefore, yeah. you know, the more extreme forms of metal and, and this. So uh, yeah. we, sta we started talking about it in 2014, really. And then, yeah, I don't know, it just happened that way. Now we're kind of doing it. In, in a way, we're doing it together. It took me many years to, to see that. I'm realizing yeah. by now that we are a quite significant part of the whole festival. But yeah, absolutely. I think Runa was telling me that for many years before I kind of started seeing it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, I think, yeah, it's one of the things you see all the images and stuff. And anyone that's not been, one of the things a lot of people notice that's different to maybe other metal festivals is the, the blute at the beginning. Uh, yeah. And everybody with the blood on the faces, and um, so I guess it's almost iconic in that way. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Gustav uh, now is in Austral side, but he used to be with yeah. uh, me for in Folke for many many years. I mean, we still do Nigerschlut together yeah. usually, but uh, him and Runahild, because she was also with us for I think three years. But they both quit officially in 2019. So after that, we've only done Midgarsbrot together. And uh, yeah, a couple yeah. of their solos on the second folk album. A couple of their things was also recorded after they quit. But uh, you know, right. that's, that's the way it is. No, no bad blood. We're still friends. And I think Gustav and I have been working together for 21 years or something, you know. That's quite a while. Yeah, long time. So, yeah, was it? Uh, there's the was it Gulfos or something? Yeah, that's, that you started uh, on. Uh, no, no, yeah. no, that was a few years in, like six years in or something. But uh, yeah, I think okay. Gulfos thing. I I think it's from 2008. I think. Uh, yeah, I think. We did some other videos there as well. There's one, uh, I don't know what it's called, but there, there's another one from the same year filmed by Gacy. You know, one of these 
or actually it's not geysir it's strokkur uh another yeah. geysir but um uh, i think that was 2018 no 2008 i mean i think it was them so that was with yeah. uh, Skvalder, the previous band because gustav and uh, my younger brother shell broughton as i guess some of the people listening uh, already know uh they yeah i've had yeah, Shalom before yeah yeah yeah. Them and uh, Maria, yeah. now from Heilung, uh, they had a thing called Evas from, uh, I think the first time they did anything was New Year's Eve, 99 till 2000, I think. And then they were going for a couple of years. So I was, mm. I was jamming with them on, I think, two occasions or something. And then when that kind of faded away, um, Squalder was uh, formed out of that. And squalder means, you know, blah, blah, and noise kind of thing. I don't know a proper English okay. word for it, but that's what it means. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, kind of noise, but not really yeah. noise, but yeah. So, and then yeah. we did, did that for, yeah, I think maybe the last year we had squalder running was 2011 or something, I think. But uh, I gave birth to Folke in um, 2007, I think. Did that come about from from you doing the Viking markets, or was it a separate sort of entity to that? No, it was uh, it, it was in that. It was at at the beginning. It was uh, because the trio that I wanted it to be in the beginning was uh, Gustav and a guy called Jon Gunnar that was also in this Evas. Uh, but we also at the same time we did uh, because I, I've been doing ambient soundscapes for almost 30 years now and um, so we did it uh, it was a little bit difficult to see the borders between Polke and uh, Origami Galactica trio because the ambient soundscapes is Origami Galactica and then I wanted to do acoustic ambient so I asked uh, I was touring Canada it was the third time I was touring Canada or something it was in 2007 and I came back and I was uh, asking Gustav and uh, Young Gunnar like hey can you please be my trio I want to go all acoustic <laughs> you know so um, and then we had also we did a, there is some stuff on YouTube with Origami Galactica trio uh, where we do both I have samples and stuff and then we do the throat scene and the drums and and this stuff together with it so yeah. and then it got more and more into the all acoustic, you know, tired of sound checks and all this stuff. So it was all acoustic for many years. I think we didn't start using microphones with folk gear until probably the third year at Midgarsbrot. Yeah, I think two first years when when you were there we, the first time we were we were doing acoustic. I think it was yeah. acoustic, yeah. I think it would have been. There was a lot more um, Gustav telling stories and things in the in the Viking village and that kind of. You seemed like both of you were kind of everywhere the whole time doing something, whether you were just in the corner playing drums or telling stories or a bit of both. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't think I don't think you'd have been mic'd up. But then, like the the blute itself has grown since then, because back then, you could kind of it was just almost intimate. There was a small group of people. You could see everything that was going on. 
And so yeah. you wouldn't need microphones and things back then anyway. No, and I, I didn't want it either, really. So Yeah. Um, but I, uh, Runa asked me, I think the first time she asked was the second year if they could have us on the main stage. And I said, no. And then she asked again uh, the third year, and I said, no, but give us the guild hall. <laughs> we already did the guild hall. Compromise. And then, and, yeah. Then I was like, okay, give us the guild hall. Yeah. And we've been there since. So, yeah. We'll see what comes in the future, but I'm very, I'm very happy to be playing the Guild Hall. It's a fantastic place for folk, and I think every time it sounds awesome in there. So yeah, it's a good place. Yeah, it's us. a great venue. I think what we do suits the the venue very well in there. There's something with the drums, and uh, yeah, it just resonates very well in the hall. Definitely. But yeah, having microphones, no, of course, makes it a whole lot easier for us than it was when we did it all acoustic. You know, I, I lost, <laughs> I totally lost my voice on the first Midgash Blop because there, yeah, it doesn't matter what band it was, but there was a band doing line check, you know, kind of progressive band, and they were standing there with their bling, bling, yeah. bling for 45 minutes on the stage, and we were standing, uh, uh, the stage was the uh, same place as this year, yeah, the main stage. Uh, yeah. And then uh, yeah. this little, little hill right next to it, yeah. Uh, at the yeah. uh, end of the guild hall there, we were standing there, uh, Morten and uh, Jonas, Leke Gudnotrolle, they were doing games and we were playing with them and there was a lot of people and then we had this bling, bling, bling coming from the main stage on the PA, <laughs> you know, and I was like, no way, I'm not giving into this, so I wanted to outdo the PA and I kind of managed, but needless to say, next day there wasn't much voice left, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. With microphones, you avoid that at least a bit. Yeah. I think you you mentioned when you were on stage in the hall this year, you had to take it a bit easy with your voice. Yeah. Uh, there, yeah. Something changed, I think it's three years ago, uh, because there's this Tunsberg Viking Festival. It used to be, yeah. I think, not this weekend coming. I mean, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend, I think, second weekend of September. And then they moved it to the week yeah. before Midgash Blot, uh, because they were supposed to collaborate on this. Uh, but there were literally mm. on the streets, acoustic. And that's not easy for the voice, you know. And it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> the last couple of years it's been fenced in. It doesn't cost anything or, or so, but uh, uh, it used to be uh, open, you know, so... Uh, we have to gather our audience from people riding their bikes, walking their dogs out with their children in the, what do you call it, strollers? Yeah? This. Yeah. So we have to get the audience from that. And, well, you know, it's not good for the voice when it is, are you with us? Come on, people. That's that's what's damaging to the voice, really. Not Not really the singing that much. It's kind of a funny image that you're you're doing all this drumming and shouting, and there's these people. I've just tried to walk my baby. <laughs> yeah, it, but it is very interesting. Apart from the organizers yeah. being very nice um, people, uh, that's the main reason yeah. I want to keep this job because it's a yeah. totally different setting. I mean, most Viking markets, when you're there, the people they come to the market, you know, so they are already prepared for something, whatever that something might be. But here, you know, yeah. it's, it's 
really all walks of life at the same time, all ages, all you know, different social whatever you call it, you know. Uh, yeah, that's that's the main reason I want to keep this because I'm thinking when we're able to to do this and manage to communicate, we have something when we get back on the stage that most other people don't have. You know, if you're used to being only on the stage, mm. you lack that direct direct contact in a way. And it's yeah. a hard job, this Transplag Festival in many ways. It's a hard job, but it's a very interesting and funny one yeah. just because of that. I'm thinking it's a good thing to keep doing, really. And also, you know, there's no danger of be becoming high on ourselves, to say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So You kind of remind me, because the idea of, like, during, like, the blot is a good example, because you're not on a stage, and you've got a bunch of people around uh, just enjoying the music, dancing, um, you know, enjoying the ceremony, as it were. Yeah. Um, and you remind me, years ago, there was a band from America that came to England. Um, they were called the What Cheer Brigade. And they, they are a marching band. Ah. They are not very big, but you can find videos of them on YouTube. And they are amazing because there's a stage and you're watching the stage waiting for them. But they come from back here. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. And they come from behind. Suddenly, hang on, there's drums over. And they literally just take over the dance floor. And there's people just all over the dance floor drumming and like trumpets and things. It's just amazing. Uh, and great. you just can't miss it because you've got a guy here that's drumming right next to you. <laughs> so uh, that's fantastic great. show. Yeah, that yeah. sounds great. I've experienced similar with the um, yeah. gypsy musicians and coming uh, yeah. from the back of the hall on both sides of the audience, entering the stage that way. And it yeah, I think that that's a great way of doing it. And and it it's also it draws it, people's it, attention, and it's also challenging people, because uh, like I used to be many years ago, you know, when I went to a concert, I I wanted to be entertained in a way. I didn't want to be a part yeah. of it. You know, you want to be a part of it and say yeah, 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 in between the songs, but you want to be in the shadow. You want to be in the darkness and have the light on the stage. So every time somebody's coming down from the stage or they're facing, you know, turning the lights on you, you're like, oh, no, no, that's not why I came here. You know? <laughs> so yeah. um, I, I, I think it's good to cross those borders, like what you told with this marching band. Because something mm. is happening when, when it's not this, because when you go directly on the stage and the audience is uh, on the other side of the fence, there is not only a physical, but there is a barrier. And when yeah, yeah, when you do it like you explained, these people uh, did or do, you know, you take away this barrier, and I'm thinking that's a great thing. I think it opens up for yeah, much yeah. more efficient interaction in a way, and I think the impact, at least for me, the impact is much much bigger. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, another another example from Midgard block that comes to mind. I don't know if you saw was Mio. And no, I didn't group. see them. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see them. And that yeah. was a great gig, wasn't it? It's Mio. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen a couple. I think they're of... a small band. They're from huh? Oslo, I think, aren't they? Yeah. Are they from Oslo? Yeah. Yeah. And they're very new. I think yeah. they have one album out. Mm. So. Uh, I, I believe thought... so. Yeah. 
I saw a couple of videos and I said, wow, yeah, they are, first of all, they're really enjoying being there. You know, you, you can yes. see it on them. They're smiling with their whole beings, which is something I appreciate. And they're also mm. seem to be from the little snippets I've heard, they seem to be very good musicians, all of them. Um, and mm. I think from the little I've seen, I think you're very right about this presence that they're very there. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. enjoyable. Uh, Ocean's a big fan of theirs now. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine that's cool for her. Yeah. Yeah. She's she, loving it. Yeah. Yeah. But it must be cool for her to see also ladies on stage, I'm thinking. I mean, she's a young girl. It's cool yeah. to see a girl on stage also, isn't it? Yeah. I think the other one that really took her was um, Lily Refrain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I saw a little bit. Yeah. I, I don't get to see that much. Last year, I saw almost three songs on the main stage. That was it for me on the main stage, you know. So, but uh, this year I saw... It's a shame. Uh, Ah, not really. For me, the festival is in the Gilroy and the small stages, you know. That's where the interesting stuff is happening, yeah. and then you have the big big shows on the other stuff. But uh, this year, I, yeah. saw, um, yeah. I saw Campfire. I'm not a black metal fan, but I, I like Campfire. I'm thinking they're rough rock and mm. roll. And I also saw Finn yeah. Troll, which I enjoyed a lot, actually. Just after the Didn't room. see them. I, I thought that was good fun. Mm. And nice people. I was uh, was hanging out with a couple of them afterwards, and really nice people. So, yeah. And comf comfort is I. I think I I can say that there are from the top of my head now. It's three black metal bands that I like, and comfort is one of them. I think it's comfort. Mm. What is comfort? Thirteen forty nine. There is one more. Yeah, I forgot it now. But uh, I think Comfort is fun. And and the singer is good. Yeah, Gals Wirth, of course. Took me yeah. the, the third time I saw Gals Wirth, I was like, wow. The first time there was a little bit here and there that I liked. The second time it was a little bit here and there and that I liked. But uh, my girlfriend, uh, Rita, she's half uh, Finnish. So uh, when we mm. met, I, I, I moved to Finland. We were not there for long, but uh, you know, I moved to Finland and we went to see Galsvid in uh, in Tampere in Finland in a club, and that was wow, that was really cool. And I think they're a bit mm. different. I don't know. I don't listen to much black metal, but I think they're a bit different. I think the drummer is choosing a bit of different beats. I think Christian is singing in a different way than most the others. So I enjoy them also. I'm not so much into this extreme metal. No, it's not really not really what I come to Midgar Block for. No, I prefer the smaller bands and the folk and yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> occasionally, yeah, occasionally I'll watch someone and think, yeah, that was okay. But then yeah. I get home and listen. I'm like, oh, I wouldn't listen to this. No. Like live, it's different, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I'm thinking yeah. for comfort, for for example, I'm thinking, yeah, they're really nice people. Uh, the singer is good. Mm. The whole band is good, but the singer is also good, and is doing a bit of different stuff. And, and I think he has really cool stage presence, which, as I've already mentioned, is important for me. You know, I like I like yeah. the feel. You know, I have one criteria when it comes to music, and and that is if I believe you, 
I like what you do. I don't care what kind of music you do. If I don't believe you, well, I don't care. You know, you can sound like Black Sabbath or Motorhead, and it doesn't do it for me. But if if I believe you, you can play accordion, and I will love it. You know. So mm. I think that's the only criteria. A good policy. It makes me enjoy a whole lot of different music, at least. <laughs> I don't mind it of what I'm listening to. As long as I like it, then it's fine. So I don't, you know, even Ocean will put a bit of pop on sometimes and we'll have pop on in the van and wouldn't always choose to listen to it, but it's fine. Um, yeah, but I listen to all sorts normally. Yeah, yeah. Many years ago, I was working a Robbie Williams concert. I do, you know, stage yeah. and work. And I was working Robbie Williams outside of Stavanger. That's one of the best concerts I've ever seen. I was... Awesome, yeah. really, really good, you know, both musically and stage wise and everything. I thought it was great. So, yeah, but I'm, 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 I'm happy. I'm so open minded. I had a ah, maybe a couple of years in my teenage years where it was heavy for heroes, since for zeros, you know, but I was maybe yeah. a couple, couple of years and then I was like, you know. There is so much exciting stuff going on. I cannot limit it by, you know, image or mm -hmm. prejudice. It makes me able to enjoy a whole lot of stuff. So, yeah. Um, I will bring it back to you a little bit, though, because I did want to ask you whether, because we started off talking about how Runa got you involved with the original Midgard plot. Yeah. Or Blut, I believe I should be. Midgard Blut. Yeah, um, Blut. Yeah, you you don't have that letter was... in the English because it's very in Norwegian. The vowels are very singular. There was a post on the Facebook group today where someone said that was it a bl a blotter is a someone that streaks. Yeah, so you need to like, be careful yeah. how you use the. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you need to remember yeah. it's one T in blot and it's two in the uh, opening the, you know the the code. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get it the right way around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, so, but it's a lot of fun um, like that when, when people are writing skull. What's that? You know? I mean, the intention is good and they want to, you know, greet people yeah. and all, but skull, what is that? It's not really anything. So it's skull. Yeah. But I'm thinking it's, you know, it's skull. cool that people, yeah. And it's cool that people try, I think. That's, paying homage to the festival in a way that you oh, yeah. want to use the local language for certain expressions. Yeah, but I'm thinking it's also, it's a little bit, okay, this expression might also mean a lot of other things, but I'm thinking when in Rome do as the Romans, you know, if you go somewhere, you should really try to, you know, do what people do there to a certain degree, you know, follow yeah. local customs and you know, in some countries, like in Norway, uh, if you go vis visiting somebody in Norway, it's quite common that you bring flowers, for example. I know in other countries, yeah. if you bring flowers to people, it's an insult because it means that their home isn't nice enough for you. You know? <laughs> so, oops, I brought flowers <laughs> for your mom yeah. and uh, I insulted the whole family. Oops. But... Uh, yeah, back to Midgard. Yeah, so so Midgard, yeah. So the, the original question I was going to ask was about the Blute itself and how that came about. Because if you were asked, I'm assuming you were asked to perform originally. 
So how did it go from that to you're doing an opening ceremony for the whole festival? I might not be completely accurate on this one, but uh, in my impression, because uh, on the first Midgarsblot, when they opened the gates, um, mm. folk were ready and we were performing, you know, uh, just after people came in, we were standing in front of the main stage there on the ground and we did a show when I or show, we did our thing. And then uh, I remember as we were about to start, you know, blowing the horns and this, I said, Gustav, the directions. So we blew the horns in uh, the directions as we do on the blot and, you know, all kinds of ceremonies really. But in my impression, it kind of grew from there. That Runa came to me and said, Hey, mm. then, you know, do you think we can do a blood ceremony? And then I asked Gustav, Hey, do you think we can do a blood ceremony? And then, um, yeah, we said, Yeah, we'll, we'll see how this goes. We didn't have any idea how this was going to work out, really. I believe, not that that matters so much, but I'm, I'm believing that this is probably the biggest blood ceremony in a thousand years attendance wise there's a lot of people i yeah. might be mistaking and, yeah. and, and, and i don't mean to be rude or uh, you know snot nosed or whatever you call it you know hire myself but i don't i don't know anybody else that has such a big thing like this there are many people hosting blues mm. you know in norway it's uh, in bifrost and a lot of different groups around they have their bloods and their ceremonies and rituals but this is also a very big one you know and then it has turned out to be something that really means a lot for a lot of people there are many people by now that have had restarts in their lives you know during this ceremony people come and say well yeah no there are even people saying before i came to the blood ceremony I didn't know if I wanted to live. You know, I didn't have a mm. reason. I didn't see a reason. Yeah. And then they came to the blood and uh, they went in and they had their moment. And from then on, their life changed for the better. I mean, that makes it fantastic. I also know that you have yeah. academics. You have academics sitting around saying, ah, this Benny, he doesn't know anything, and I should do the blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there are many people thinking they should do it. But none of us want to put on a show. And we've never said that we do a Norse blood. We've said we do a blood ceremony inspired by. And um, I was on a podcast with, uh, is it allowed to say other podcast names on your show? Yeah, of course you can. Yeah. 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 I, I, I was on um, a Nordic mythology podcast with uh, when Matthias, uh, what's his name, Nordvik, was still there with Daniel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I asked him, yeah. because Matthias is an academic, you know. Uh, so I asked him, mm. well, wh what do you say? And he was saying, no, no, or yes, everything you do is by the book. You know, it is written in the sources. Everything that you do, it's written in the sources. So, um, but I don't know what it, what it is. I've also heard that some people don't like it the way we do it, but so be it. Because we want it to work, you know. We want it to be real. Mm. And yeah, 
response from people shows that it is real for people. You know, people use the chance. I'm thinking there's a mm. there's a lot, especially now with this whole Viking fashion thing. You know, uh, there's a lot of people throwing fancy titles on themselves. They're pagans and heathens, and I don't know whatever they want to, you know, title themselves. And I'm 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 good with that, but. Uh, I think that's that's not what it's about, you know. It's about creating a space. So I'm thinking what what we are doing, doing this kind of, of work. And I think that goes also when you do, you know, one on one healings or you know smaller ceremonies uh, and this kind of stuff. I think the the right title would be uh, facilitators, you know. A lot of people, yeah. Ah, I'm a shaman. I'm a this. I'm a that. I'm thinking. Well, when all comes down to it, we're facilitators. We are opening up a uh, up a room where you can use the chance to do something constructive in your life. Yeah, I think as well. It 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 sets a precedent for the festival because the flute itself has an openness that everybody can take part and everyone can not just watch it, but they can actually come in and they can, if they want to, they can come in, you've got your branches, you can give some to the gods, you can put some on yourself. Um, and I think that kind of sets a precedent for the whole festival, which is why maybe the atmosphere is so good for the festival. I believe that. Does it, that makes sense? Yeah, I, I absolutely believe that at least it's a big part of it. You know, I will not yeah. say that this is the only thing that makes it so special, partly because I'm a part of holding it, but I definitely think it it gives a lot to what makes Midgarsblut so different from everything else that I've experienced. And never yeah. never see never seen a festival like it. Now I see they're starting to pop up all over the place mm. and they're kind of trying to blueprint Midgarsblut in a way. But uh, yeah, I've never experienced anything like this, like like this. And I think, you know, I, for many years I was thinking, if you if you want to do healing with music, yeah, you need to be at the new age yeah. fairs and uh, do this. I'm also doing sound journeys and drum journeys, and uh, also you know one on one sound healing things. Um. But then, and and this was after several years with the blue actually. Then suddenly I thought, yeah. well, maybe you don't get to choose your clients. I believe we come to the planet every time we come here, or wherever in the multiverses we come. I believe we come with a reason, you know, S something that we mm -hmm. want to experience, something we want to work with. It might be releasing trauma from other lives. Uh, uh, but but I think we all come with, like, for you as I know you, I don't know you that well, but I know that you are very interested in mm. food and and this, you know, and and you're spreading your mm. knowledge, you're sharing it. Uh, for me, it's music, yeah, uh, yeah, and I believe we come here, you know, with a reason or reasons, and then, you know. Yeah, as I said, I don't think maybe we don't get to choose our clients, you know. And suddenly we there. Yeah. Listen, li listen to it when I say it now, because I'm thinking this is in a way it's wow, because we get to open a metal 
Viking festival, talking about spiritual uh, issues, spirituality. Uh, it's different from year to year. You've been there many times, so you've heard it probably. But uh, I remember at least one year it was, you know, about uh, we were talking about treating uh, the women nice, you know, or the, uh, you know, respecting the feminine, both in mm. the man and the woman, of course, uh, and all these kind of things, you know, equality to the degree that equality is possible, you know, uh, and all this. I'm yeah. thinking. We get to open up mainly when you look at the most years, when you look at the poster, there's a lot of metal, yeah? And we get yeah. to open this festival with that. I'm thinking, wow, <laughs> you know, that's amazing. I grew up with what mm. was hard rock and heavy metal in the 80s. Now I'm guessing it's hard rock, you know, with all this stuff that has come yeah. after, but... So I know there's a lot of spiritual search happening in the metal circuits. You know, there's a lot of people searching for something. Mm. But there is also a lot of dark imagery because it suits the music, mm. you know, and it's good for the covers. And that's the way this music to a high degree has developed. Yeah. And then I'm thinking we get to start, mm. stand there and talk about love and light and equality and, you know, be nice to each other, you know. Be nice to yourself, yeah. you know, and all this stuff. I'm thinking, wow. You know, I, I, I didn't see that yeah. one coming to say it that way, you know. I've got a bit of a personal anecdote from the first year that I was there, if you like. Yes, please. Um, it started with a, a guy from, he's, he's actually French, but he was in London. He was called Fabrice. Mm -hmm. And he posted on the Midgard Block page, um, will there be any Rainbow Warriors coming to Midgard Block this year? And I think he got a bit of backlash. Um, and I think it was Monica that came in defense of him and saying, well, hang on, everyone's included at this festival. Yeah. Because he, he, he was sort of almost made to feel a bit unwelcome by a couple of people, I think. Um, wow. But anyway, he came He came anyway. And the first time I met Fabrice was during your block because wow. we'd only spoke online. And you guys are there doing your thing. And I'm with my beer just, just at the side watching my wife was pregnant, actually. She was right in the middle. Wow. <laughs> right at the front. Um, wow. And this guy, Fabrice, comes over, and I, I recognised him from Facebook, so we got chatting. Um, but the reason why it's more significant in the long run, this is cutting a short, a long story very short, is unfortunately, it must have been a couple of years back, I think, Fabrice committed suicide. Wow. Um, and so for me this year... This is why I'm kind of keeping it short, but tying it in. And for me this year was the block was more significant as it was something that was more, I wouldn't call myself that spiritual in that kind of way or religious, I guess. Um, but Fabrice was, and he was very much a part of heathenry and the blot and us are true. Um, and so for me, it was a bit of a remembrance. And funnily enough, sort of tying it in with inclusion is there was a guy I met last year um and i was just eating some food and he came over he recognized me we got chatting um and he was concerned when he came because he's got dark skin yeah, and yeah. he wasn't sure how he was gonna how he was gonna be accepted and he was like i'm so glad i came because you know this festival is brilliant and everyone's been so inclusive 
But the the way that ties together is that actually this year I was stood with him telling him this story of Fabrice. And so we sat there sort of beer in hand watching you guys this year in remembrance of Fabrice. Nice. And so, and so that's my most recent blot and then the original blot that I was at and like the two. And to me, they were very connected. And actually this year was the first time that I took part and I actually came in and got some of the blood, which I don't. Normally, I, I'm just a bystander. I watch and enjoy everybody else doing it, but I don't take part. Mm-hmm. But this year, I for some reason, I felt the need to. I noticed you were in there. Uh, yeah. I, don't see, I don't see everybody because, you know, I'm, there's a lot of stuff going on. And uh, so I usually yeah. say that I, I get snapshots. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes I close my eyes because I see better that way. Uh, mm. But of course, I... I look around because you know you need to make sure that everything's functioning and working yeah. out. But uh, I do notice, yeah, quite a few. But uh, I remember you were in there. Uh, there's a family that is there every year with a, um, a child. They go in every year. It makes me very happy every time I see them in there. I can see them when they're in the line. They dress nicely, comb their hair. You know, this is something very important. And every year it makes me so happy to see them there. And the proposal yeah. this year, did you see that? There was a guy. I didn't see it, there. but I saw it online afterwards. Yeah. 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 That yeah. also made me incredibly happy. <laughs> and I also felt this year, I don't know, maybe because we opened for it, but I'm more thinking that we. I mean, open for it. We we spoke about it at the beginning, but I'm thinking we spoke about it at the beginning because this is how it is. Because I also experienced that there was a lot of uh, of heavy stuff, if you like, being released mm. this year. And at mm. the closing ceremony, uh, Rita Amiki Birt, my my girlfriend, she was carrying this little figure down to the fire and put it in the fire and she was also saying it that uh, as she was walking this little figure i mean it was like this high some 30 centimeters or something you know not very big mm-hmm. but she was saying that as she was walking towards the fire she was feeling that this figure was really heavy you know so i'm thinking mm-hmm. a lot of people this year they I felt it also during the group that there was a lot of deep stuff being released. Yeah. Which I think is excellent. But was it nice for you being in there then, in the circle? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And as I say, I came out and and I found this guy I was chatting to last year. Um, And yeah, we had this little chat and little remembrance service almost during the, the thing as well. So yeah, it was uh, it's good to experience. And and as I say, as well, the first time I was there with my wife, she was pregnant with Ocean. This year, Ocean was there herself, and so she came in and took part as well. I know so it was that's... kind of full circle. Oh, that's yeah. brilliant! You full circled it once. Now it's just to go the the other rounds of the circle here. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. stuff like this, you know. When you say that the first year. Your wife was pregnant with Ocean in the belly. And this year, Ocean was mm. there taking part in the blood. 
<laughs> okay, I'm a softy, but it makes yeah. me emotional, you know. <laughs> Stuff like this, I try to remember when I have days that, because I also have my days where it's hard to believe in the reason, you know, for things. Mm. And I try to remember yeah. stories like this one, like what you just shared with me. Mm. I try to remember that, and then I'm thinking, well, at least some of what I'm doing. I mean, as you said, you're a facilitator. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I need, you know, I also sometimes need to see that there's a reason for me being here. Stories mm. like this come in very good, you know. Now it means yeah, I know you see it online as well with, with um, I think there's there's a lot of people in the community that I would say live for Midgard a lot. As soon as it's over, they're looking forward to next year. Yeah. Um, and so you can see how much of a whether again whether you believe in a spirituality or religion or not, but the way that it gives people almost a reason for being, it's uh yeah, yeah. it can only be a good thing. Yeah, it's it's incredible, really. Did you hear the story? Um, it's quite a few years ago now. You were you must have been there, but one time I saw during the boat there was this. Uh, cardboard tube like this big like half a bottle of whiskey or something was being put in the in the fire pan and i noticed it in the corner of my eye and i was like hmm, i wonder what that was and then after a finished sister came and she was telling me what was in it and it, it was the last of the ash of her boyfriend they had been wow. to midgashblut the year before and he he left the body and uh, she <laughs> wanted to bring him home what what can you say now yeah. I manage not to cry, but this yeah. story often it often makes me cry thinking about that, you know, because then it's like, wow, it is. We want mm. it to be real, but what you tell me now, your story, you know, and this story it, yeah. it proves that it, it is real, you know. Mm. If if they had asked us to do this as a show, we would say no, you know. But uh, when you hear stories like this and. Also, many other stories where people have, you know, they've, they've literally restarted their life inside of that circle at Nivashput. Mm. Yeah. That's quite incredible. And then I'm, I'm thinking, mm. this is one of the reasons why I think it is important that Folke is playing every day. Because also with now with Astral Side and Rinahild, uh, you know, because the the way I see it and feel it is that when we play every day, we're keeping the ceremony open. No. Mm. So uh, the actual blood ceremony is on the first day, but when we, I mean, the reason yeah. why we do mu music is this, you know, that's the reason why we do music because we know it works. Mm. So uh, yeah. when we when we are on every day, I think we just, you know, we keep the ceremony running throughout the whole festival and now for the last three isn't it yeah three uh it's also been the closing ceremony and now especially this year i'm realizing that also the closing ceremony is starting to become very important for people it's as we were saying at the opening of the group this year you know we open it now and we close it on saturday night and uh, people are, uh, I know that Varg made the statues. I know that there is a lot of people 
that come by his place and do their small little things during uh, during the whole festival. And uh, of course, he's not told me what he's talking to people or speaking with people about, but he has told me that mm. there's a lot of conversations going on uh, in his place there, where the statues are for the rest of the festival. And there's a lot of conversations and some of them are pretty deep and some of them are very heavy. And this is at the music festival. Yeah. I'm thinking it's great. It comes back down to purpose again though, doesn't it? Because you're saying that they've carved and that carving has brought people to them to almost offload, to almost like, it's almost a therapy, isn't it? It's it's helping people that way. Yeah, that's what, that's what it is. Yeah. And I'm thinking, yeah, <clears throat> I, I remember many years ago, uh, I read from where was it? Uh, one of the genocides in uh, Africa, maybe Botswana, I'm not sure. But in one of those countries in Africa that has over the last, you know, in all lifetime um, mm. uh, experienced genocide, basically, like brutal mass murder. Uh, and I read this article uh, about the Red Cross coming there, yeah, with all good intentions mm. and a lot of Western money in the back, of course. Um, and but then the locals were saying we couldn't have them here; we had to send them away because all they did was to bring us into a small room and made us re-experience the pain over and over and over. There was no singing, there was no sunshine, there was no drumming, there was no dancing. So we had to send them away. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, we're doing it the opposite way. You know, we're not bringing <laughs> people into a room. We're bringing them out of the room. And there is singing, mm. dancing, drumming, some, uh, or whatever, rain conditions. Yeah. But so far at Nigashbrook, we've yeah. mostly been very fortunate with the weather, weather also. And that's... It's funny, isn't it? Because you look at all these different cultures around the world that do their grief in a different way to... The Western way, I guess, is the best way to put it. I remember years ago watching a documentary series. It was called Tribe. Oh, uh, it was with wow. a British guy called Bruce Bruce Parry. And he used to go off for like a month and live with different tribes around the world. Oh. And he would literally live with them, work with them, do everything that they did. The camera crew might go off to a hotel at night, but he would stay there. Um, yeah. And there was, there, was one, there was one group on an island somewhere. It's a long time ago, so I can't remember where. But when he left, they were openly hugging and weeping. And there was like this real physical release. I mean, they'd known the guy for a month, but they were all like so like bonded in that way that they were just in tears. And then he'd move on to that. And he had to actually say goodbye and hug every single person before they'd let him leave. Brilliant. It's just the way that they they sort of grieved. They got it out and then they were fine again. Yeah, Exactly. While we store it in yeah. the bank and we revisit it every now and then for many years. I, I'm not a mm. doctor, you know, but yeah. I've, I've heard theories uh, mm. that Alzheimer's and uh, all this kind of stuff uh, is partly because we don't, in the computer language, I guess you call it reboot, you know, uh, yeah. we don't empty it, you know, sometimes you need to take mm. away the co cookies, yeah. Yeah. We don't, in in the Western culture, we don't do that. Yeah. And sadly, Western culture is basically the only cultural on the planet now. 
you have a small a few small mm. tribal cultures that are outside of it luckily but i'm thinking capitalism communism you know it's the same if you if you call yeah. it capitalism communism it's still capitalism you know and so i'm i'm thinking basic, basically this i like to call it totalitarian agricultural terrorism that took over the planet. Uh, it started taking over the planet some 10, 12,000 years ago in Mesopotamia. When we started, mm. you, you, you don't kill the one predator that has killed one of or your animals or is a threat to your family. You kill the whole species. You know, you, you kill every yeah, wolf is a good example, you know. You kill every wolf and you make sure to take away their food also. You know, yeah, and there's no other cultures doing that. Mm. We're starting to see it, see it now. It's not a sustainable way of living. You know, yeah, it's bound it's bound to fall at some point unless we mm. recalibrate the whole thing. I'm thinking what you told this from this documentary with everybody hugging and they were crying and they get it out and they could go on with their lives. I I heard a yeah. story. It was a German yeah. guy that was in the mountains of uh, of Peru, um, up with the Caros, I think. And as far as I know, you're still not allowed to visit the Caros unless you have an invitation. The Caros are mm. are a people that uh, when the Spaniards came, they moved further up in the mountains, and they were living there for five hundred years uh, until their prophecies said, "Now you need to go down and teach because now the people from the north are coming, and you need to teach." And that was in the 1950s and 60s. Uh, and I mm. think it was up in one of those communities. And, and he got very close to the people there, of course. So uh, he was even holding a baby when, when they cut the hair of the baby, which in that culture was a very significant moment. I guess like a baptism or confirmation or, you know, these rituals that we have in the West. Uh, but this child died. A young child, mm. and um, the mother was grieving for two, three days, and then she was okay. And this, I think it was a German guy. Uh, he was like, "Huh? How? You know, how can you do this?" And she was, "Well, she's back home." You know, so she allowed her grief to come out, and of course, she was sad. The mother, of course, she was sad. Yeah. But she also knew that, well, the child is in a good place. And it's a very, very different approach to life than we have. It's not a different approach to death. It's a different approach to life. When you see that. And I believe that's the title of the new folk album also. Now we're speaking mostly about... Uh, it's always like that when I do interviews, you know, we end up speaking a lot about <laughs> spirituality on this and then I, I think, kind of uh... forget to mention the music. <laughs> but the, <laughs> the second folk album is called in English, One yeah. Life Without an End. Or Without End. Mm. And that's what I believe. You know, I believe that this body I'm in now, it's just a part of it. I, th I think all of us, we've been here many times. We've probably also been other places many times. And when I understood or realized or whatever I should call it, something was changing inside of me. Because then every moment is a kind of a paradox because 
every moment is more important when you look at it that way, as at the same time as everything is not so important. And then it's like, okay, so I effed up, you know, I did something stupid. I've done a lot of stupid stuff, you know, done a lot of stuff that mm. didn't turn out the way I wanted it to and all this, but maybe it's not so important. You know, may maybe these lives of ours are just about experiencing. I can say something now and, you know, the woke movement is going to kill me for it, but maybe there is no good and bad. You know, maybe everything just is. If we have one life and that lasts forever, which is what I believe. Um, I mean, everybody is free to have their opinion on that. But that's my belief. Maybe it's just about experience. Whatever it is that we experience. Some people come here to experience things that for me are outrageous and totally not understandable. But from the perspective that I'm proposing now, you know, maybe it is more understandable. You know? mm. I used to briefly know a healer guy uh, some years ago when he was saying um, that he had chopped so many heads off in other lives. So here he was in this life to help put the heads back in place. You know? <laughs> if, it, if, if it goes too far out to the, you know, spiritual mumbo jumbo, you can. You know, I can row back to shore, yeah? No, I'm going to pour another beer, I think. <laughs> yeah, I do that. You and it got, it got very deep. <laughs> I like that. Yeah? I hope, you don't, I hope you don't mind that it goes deep on your channel. Not at all. No, no. Maybe, maybe I I'm happy to the... talk about whatever people want to talk. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I should use the chance while you're pouring your beer to say that... The... Well, Folky is actually a band. We do make music. We do play concerts. And then we do the Blut at Migasdok. Now I did a, Oh, that yeah, the, that. Yeah, yeah, that was the commercial, yeah. We have two outs. <laughs> they are possible to buy on physical CDs and they are on, on all these different streaming things also. Which I highly recommend. Particularly, I, I personally think the second album we listen to a lot. I'm very happy to hear that because... Uh, it's a very important album for me. I put a lot of work into that. The first album is, uh, mm. it's you know the, it's a nine year span I believe in the recordings of that album. You know it wasn't recorded as one album. It was just recorded as the songs came. Yeah. But the new album, it came as one album. And I understood it after the first couple of things started coming I understood that wow okay there's going to be another album and I understood that I was you know I was there was an album coming through mm. I'm saying it that way it also says on the in the cover the liner notes uh, on the new album it says received and performed by because that's how it feels now with the lyrics I yeah. feel I'm uh, I'm a secretary and I'm taking the notes and I'm willing to sing them because I've already said, yeah, please you know, use me as your vessel. It was created in a, in many ways in a very different way. I spent three years working my, mm. you know, jewels off to get this <laughs> record done, you know. Nearly lost it a couple of times, but that's how it is when when you work with yeah. intense stuff, I guess. 
hopefully some people will maybe Absolutely. check it out after this. Yeah. So, and I'm happy. Yeah, that I mean, it's on Spotify and yeah. 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 Spotify. So obviously, people should buy a copy. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. I don't have yeah. a second <laughs> people, so it's cool if you can afford to buy it. I would appreciate that. Brings bread on the table. But it's always worth. Yeah, it's always worth if you don't know an artist, go to Spotify. You have a listen, decide if you like it, and then buy the album afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I'm using Spotify a lot myself, so mm. I don't mind people. Uh... It's kind of taken over a lot, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, but it's also, I mean, it has it has a lot of good things to it. Spotify, I think. Mm. And uh, the sound quality is uh, now, as far as I understood, they upgraded it a few years ago. So the sound quality is also better than it was. Uh, and as far as I know, you can... Because one of the things with this streaming stuff, you know, is uh, the dynamic, dynamics disappear. But from what I heard, they upgraded also that from Spotify some years ago so now you can actually have some dynamics in your music and still be on the streaming things as well so mm. I'm thinking when you're out driving for example you know it's brilliant when you can have a playlist running suddenly four hours yeah. later you're yeah. where you're supposed to be <laughs> you know when, I, when I'm driving around in, yeah. uh, in the camp, camper van with a CD player I, I mean I love that also and I'm a vinyl fan, really. But uh, there it's like when the CD is running for the third round, I'm starting to look for a place to park and change it, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mine's always a compromise between what I want to listen to and what Ocean wants to listen to. And mum gets a bit of a say every now and again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is Ocean <laughs> listening to them? I mean, what does a six-year-old... Um, uh... oh. I try, it's, we, we vary it a bit. So she does listen to stuff like Folket and she's all right with that for a while. And she does like Chill as well. Um, oh, nice. But she's got into Lily, she's got into Lily Refrain a little bit, um, but she's really into Taylor Swift. I don't know. Um, so the pop side of things. So she I likes uh, something like that. I'm not sure. No. Um, but like there's the, there was a film called Sing, an animated it's about a bunch of cartoon animals that do like it's like the X Factor with where they can ah. win a prize. Ah. And so it's got a lot of music in it. So it's got like loads of classic songs, Elton John and stuff in there. So she quite likes listening to that at the minute. Cool. Um or there's a show she likes called Bluey. Bluey. Which is Australian. Yeah. That's a Bluey, yeah. It's about a family of dogs. It's good. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Cool. Um it's the only kids' show that I'll tolerate watching. And I've watched yeah. it without Ocean. <laughs> nice. But she, they, they've got a couple of albums as well. So sometimes she'll put those albums on. But it's lots of 90s pop is big as well, actually, at the minute. Lots of Spice Girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, was, I was into the Spice Girls phenomena. I was yeah. DJing at the first Inferno Festival. Yeah. In Oslo. Yeah. And uh, I thought, well, got to do it right when you come there. So I had white shoes, white pants, a white Spice Girls shirt, and I was DJing at the first Inferno. <laughs> <laughs> <I> was... 
I also toured wow. Europe in a white Spice Girls shirt doing experimental soundscapes. <laughs> it was brilliant many years ago. And this was in 98, you know, when Spice Girls were really big. Yeah. So I did a tour yeah. with a guy from yeah. England called Nocturnal Emissions. And he had a mm. three panel fold out poster of uh, Diana. Yeah. Lady Di or whatever they call it. Yeah. And um, I had a plastic uh, cloth on my table with uh, like uh, Andy Warhol like Spice Girls things on it, like uh, <laughs> silhouettes. And uh, my Spice Girls shot. Yeah. <laughs> we were doing. <laughs> Experimental things, playing punk squats and whatever places, you know. Uh, if if you want nice. to get with me, you're gonna listen carefully. Uh, I don't know. There's yeah, one line in there. I, yeah, yeah, but there's one line in there. I might be mistaken it, but we've got M in the place who likes it in your face. I think that's a line in there. Yeah, I think be. something like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Am I mistranslating it, or is that quite <laughs> dirty? Do you, I don't know because there's other lines in there. We've questioned this because it yeah. was one of the songs that Ocean wanted when we drove to Norway. Yeah, and when it's on, we were like, "She says she wants a zigga zigga." Like, what is that? <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm thinking. Does maybe, anyone out there know? <laughs> I'm thinking it might be know. more dirty than uh, than most people believe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, just, I, yeah. I grew up with Kiss. I'm not gonna say. Yeah. 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 There are several, several like, uh, I had no idea what love gun means, you know, when I was a kid. I thought it had to do with uh, something to do with guns, but I guess it's a different <laughs> kind of gun. I had no idea. I know that, uh, you know, since my English got good enough to actually understanding what they're singing about, I'm like, what? And there are, <laughs> there are ladies going to see Kiss Live. I'm like, what? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're really over the line on a lot of things, and they're not the only ones. Yeah. That reminds me, though, as we're talking about music and we're talking about Ocean, she had a question for you. Yeah. That she wanted me to ask. Is What's yeah. your favourite band? Uh, if I should say only one, I guess I shouldn't say Motorhead, really. I have. Uh, I'm gonna have to play a, her motorhead now because she won't know that. Oh, a motorhead yeah. logo on my leg. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Um, mm. If I should mention, I'm very fond of Mark Lanigan. Uh, do you know him? He used to sing with the Screaming Trees the in the nineties. Uh, he's, he's great. Not familiar. I, I love him. He passed away last year. Uh, and the Norwegian band Motorcycle. And then always slam the family stone. And there, I think you have the top four, really. But I'm thinking if I should say one band, I guess it should be Motorhead. I think you can, it's yes. not possible to get too many live recordings of Motorhead from the first five years, for example. You know, it's just great. Lemmy was awesome. They were all awesome, but Lemmy has such a great sense of humor, and you know they were. I've never heard anybody say anything bad about Lemmy. If you were nice, he respected you regardless of you know all this yeah. artificial segregation things. Yeah. Mm. 
his biography is is really cool. Got some cool stories in there. Yeah. White line fever. I think there's a double meaning to that. <laughs> but um, I uh, do not make it too long. This uh, I'm enjoying the yeah. conversation, but I guess you're going to have to edit and do work on it, maybe. No, I thought about the, yeah. uh, these quest questions that you usually ask. There was one that was very difficult yeah. for me. And that was, uh, how was it? Uh, well, shall we, shall we get into those questions? Yeah, maybe, and then maybe you can tell me when you get to it. To the, so the first question, if you have an unlimited budget, what would be your dream project? Yeah, I'm thinking, I've been thinking about that all day. And I'm yeah. thinking, wow, that, that's a tough one. Uh, and then I thought, why mm -hmm. is it a tough one? And it's, I'm much better uh, in the financial situation now than I was because I was rejecting money for many years. You know, I grew up on this uh, idealistic uh, in the polarized world left sides, yeah, uh, mm. where money was money was evil. You know, this totally mm. stupid attitude. Uh, I realized that after many years of living by that attitude, mm. oh, it's just. Um, so I, I've become better at not rejecting money. Yeah. So now I'm, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I don't have a lot of them, but you know, it's okay. Better than it was. So I, I'm mm. not complaining. I wasn't complaining back then either, but I have a hard time thinking, you know, I, I've been trying, uh, yeah, 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 you know, manifest a million dollars. But then I'm thinking, why? What should I do with a million dollars? I don't think I need a million dollars. You know, I just want to live a good life. I want to have food on the table and a place to stay. You know, I don't need a million dollars. So <laughs> that's, I think that's what makes it a difficult question for me to answer, really. But it's also interesting. Yeah. But uh, I was outside yeah. cutting the lawn. Um, and then I thought, what would I do then if I had unlimited? Uh, resources uh, and I thought I would probably buy a small farm preferably in the area we live now because I love it here buy a lake mm. and make sure that there would be extra space for people that need to get away from the concrete jungle so that they could come there yeah. and you know relax and this kind of stuff uh, but unlimited resources. I'm thinking it would be nice then to to somehow start a sustainable project that had to do with you know young humans and music. You know, I don't believe in the. I think I think us from the West. When we do this aiding work around the world, a lot of it is just making the situation worse. Because somebody comes in and they have X amount of money on their bank account and they start an orphanage somewhere, but they don't make an mm. orphanage that can live by itself. So when the bank account is, uh, is uh, empty, well, the population is left with a bigger hole than was what was there in the first place. Because you built the orphanage, people have been in the orphanage, but it's not self-sustainable. So when your bank account is dry, mm. 
Well, you have to close the orphanage and the kids are on the streets, you know. But they know mm. the safety of the orphanage, which makes the situation worse than it was to begin with. So it would be yeah. nice then, I guess, to start something sustainable, you know, something that wasn't dependent on me and my money. I could push in this, the resources to create this, but create mm. it in such a way so it would live by itself without me, you know. And I'm thinking it would be nice to have music in there. Music and teach them how to grow food. You know, mm. how, how, to, how to tell, uh, teach the, the, the fresh humans how, how to make a good life for themselves, by themselves. Grow their own food, mm. go fishing. You know, if you give a man a fish, he'll, he will not be hungry that, that day. But if you teach a man to fish, he will never be hungry. You know, or something isn't that a saying? It's a good one. Yeah. So yeah. if I if I if I could do something like that, I think it would be <clears throat> would be good. Is that an answer? There's a side question? note. I think. Yeah, it's huh? a good answer. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say as a side note, I think was it? I'm sure it was you a while back. You, didn't you do a thing with a school where you had to make help them make drums? Yeah, they, they, I think they, it was someone else. No, 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 it was me. I, I didn't uh, help them you? make the drums. Yeah. I was just there uh, playing with them, you know, playing the drums with them. Ah, okay. They, they had already yeah. made the drums. Okay. I've, done a, I've done a lot of stuff ah, okay. with, uh, with uh, kids and uh, music over the years in different settings. Mm. Many years ago, I also made uh, music for dance performance, uh, which featured, what was it, some hundred and something dancers all together from the eight in the age span from four to eighteen years of age. Mm. That was also it was based on the nine worlds in the North mythology. It was called the Seer's Prophecy in Norwegian, so Walden's Bodom. But that was also great. Mm. We did seven uh, seven shows uh, at a yeah, fairly small theater, but I believe it was it was sold out every every show. So I think it was yeah, a bit more than two thousand people saw it. That was great. So I've also been uh, you know jamming with kindergartens, and I've also been working kindergartens. I was the only one who climbed the trees playing a bone flute and. Making good horns <laughs> in the in the kindergarten and all this kind of stuff. So nice. <laughs> it's, it's great yeah. to help all right. help the fresh fresh humans yeah. get music as an in, integrated part in their lives. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? yeah absolutely. Okay. So next question. You yeah. ready? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. Do you Remember think that? you could survive on a Viking Age diet? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm not saying that with my knowledge as of now. I mean, I would have to learn some stuff, but to survive on the yeah. ingredients and the kinds of food that they had, yeah, definitely. And the next question yeah. is, what, what what would I miss? Not much. Do you want me to go away and come back? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I don't think you I can interview be. yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. uh, 
Uh, no, I, yeah, I don't. Anything I, you'd miss? No, I don't think so, really. I was vegetarian no. for uh, some 22 years. And I guess then maybe I would miss something. But I started mm. meeting, eat, eating meat again some uh, four years ago now or something. So now I don't think I would miss anything, really. No. I, All right. I, I, I so next question. So. Yeah. Ah. What's the weirdest thing in your kitchen? Yeah, that's uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I really have something very weird in the kitchen. I'm now I'm going through all the cupboards and drawers and stuff in my head. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I have some, but that's not weird. That's a good thing. There's a, what's that called in English? It's called the Birkenpollen in uh, German. Knivsjuk in Norwegian. It's one of those UFO mushrooms that grow on the, on the birch tree. Yeah. Have you heard uh, of? Uh, yeah, like a. Uh, have Have you heard of Utsi, the the ice man, that they found in the yeah, yeah. in the Alps? Yeah, he had this uh, in in uh, I think around his neck or something. He he had this mushroom. It's antiseptic and uh, antivirus and uh, and a whole lot of things. So uh, I'm picking that and cutting it up, drying it, and then. Uh, I boil it so every morning before my coffee I have a shot of this. Yeah. Some people would maybe find that weird, but I don't think it's strange. I think it's a good thing. I don't know if I really <laughs> have anything really strange in the kitchen. Hmm. I think that's a good answer though. I mean it's not something that everybody's got in their kitchen, is it? Probably, so probably not. I think it's yeah, so I think it's a good answer. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> I need to step on. <laughs> I love it's it. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm it's... giving you scores. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, ooh, I'm very <laughs> but uh, you passed. <laughs> one of the reasons I I remembered it just now also is we were out uh, yesterday. We went up to a lake not so far from here, and we ended up walking around finding some. Is it Cantarel also in English? This Yeah. We found some of that yeah, and some yeah. other mushrooms. And then suddenly I saw, ah, it's the season for this mushroom also. It's September, October. But uh, yesterday I found four really, really good ones. And then I, when I took them off the tree, I was like, oh, I love this smell. It's so good. And then Yeah, I'm not familiar with for it. The body. Yeah. Uh, I can uh, see if I find out what it's called in English. So mm. if you come to Midgarsbrot next year, I can bring you a jar with the dried ones so you can try it. It's also good, uh, I think, if you make a very strong concussion or if you drink a lot, it's also, you know, cleaning the body by the backside. Like a detox. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a detox. Can, yeah. yeah. But I, I yeah. only take like a shot for the, you know, to clean out. Yeah. The, possible viruses and this kind of stuff so it's a good one and i'm thinking it's probably been known for a whole long time then since this utsi guy had it with him so mm. Mm -hmm. yeah 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 uh, as i said i'm talking Ooh. a lot i apologize <laughs> no it's fine <laughs> okay so yeah. next next question is yeah, what's yeah, yeah. the worst thing you've ever eaten 
was or drunk, yeah. Wasn't that in the or drunk? Yeah, you can do. Yeah, drink. yeah, yeah. You can do drink. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking oh, I probably eaten some stuff that wasn't very good as well. But I remember many, many years ago, I was on a tour in Germany with uh, some friends' band, and one of the guys bought a bottle of something called Metaxa, some kind of sweet, horrible liquor. I think maybe it's I sincerely apologize if I am mistaken this, but it might be Greek or something. I apologize to all the Greek yeah. people if I'm wrong. But I thought this was just at the time at least, I thought this is the worst crap in a bottle I've ever tasted. <laughs> so that's I don't think I've had it since, but that is still stuck in my memory like a vibrant avoid this thing and it I think that tour must have been either late 97 or 98 so it's quite a few years ago yeah stuck with you <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm like avoid that <laughs> so, I'm gonna have to try and find out what that is I've not heard yeah. of that one that's uh, M-E-T-A-X a, I think. Metaxa. Metaxa. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You can check it out. I'm going to have to try it now. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I would enjoy it now. This I don't know. But, but it just burnt itself into mm. my memory as something to avoid at <laughs> all costs. So. And since I'm interviewing myself, the next question is best food, yeah. isn't it? Uh, that's uh, no way. So most most memorable meal. Yeah, most memorable meal. Yeah. One that so I it doesn't remember. necessarily have to be the best. Yeah, no, but I think it goes well yeah. together. Yeah, no, yeah. I can yeah, I can give you a couple maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything that has to do with deer does it for me really. If you have deer and fresh potatoes and cantarelle and you know. I get hungry from speaking about it, but I remember uh, this was <laughs> when I was when I was still a vegetarian. But I, I've always been curious. So the first time I was in Peru, I wanted to taste alpaca, and that was yeah. I, I I don't even remember what they served it with. I just remember that this piece of alpaca laying there in some kind of wonderful sauce. It was so tender, you know, it melted in your mouth and this is now some 12 years ago and i still get water in my mouth thinking about that one <laughs> yeah so alpaca, alpaca steak is definitely high up there uh, another weirder one is probably i was in the amazon doing a couple of plant diets and then um where I did it, at least the tradition is you break the diet uh, with um, uh, cut fresh onion with salt mm. and lemon. Yeah. And then you've been eating only yeah. like it used to be quinoa that they were eating when they did the yeah, diets yeah. just to have something in the body. Now that the Westerners are going there, sometimes they serve soup without salt. Or pasta without salt, just so that you have something. But 
the taste of that onion with the with the lemon and the salt after a couple of weeks so uh, hardly eating anything and uh, being on the diet that was just also totally fantastic and i'm thinking most people when they hear that they're like what but it's all in the context you know <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah but but I feel like you've got a lot of other stories that we should dig into at some point because you've got like, oh, when I was in the Amazon. <laughs> um, done, a, done a few things. Interesting yeah. things, I think. I turned 50 last year. So, oh, this yeah. body turned 50. So luckily, there's some You're gonna interesting experiences. Write an autobiography or something. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I think I have stories for it, but I don't know if anybody would be interested in reading it. No. Or listening. You could do an audio book. Yeah, yeah. Could do, uh, I have to fill in a few more chapters. Hopefully, I'm going to be here for a while longer. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, actually, ironically, I guess that ties into the very last question. And so we'll was... skip forward a few years and you've died and your family and friends are preparing your grave goods what food and drink are you taking to feast in Valhalla ah well you know if I would be allowed to to bring the deer with me I would definitely do that uh, and drink ah well going there I guess I do actually, many people don't like it, but I do actually enjoy meat. There's a lot of crappy meat, but there is also very good meat yeah. existing. And very good yeah. meat, I I do appreciate that. I'm not much of an alcohol drinker anymore, but I do enjoy really good meat. So, and if it's, if it's not too sweet, and if it's not too sweet, I guess it would also suit with the with a deer mm. so that would make a good meal and I'm thinking with the deer well I, I am a huge fan of the cantarelli <laughs> uh, cantarelli I'm saying it in Finnish because it's my girlfriend but uh, I am a huge fan of that you know fried in butter with salt and pepper it's so good it doesn't need anything else I think and then uh, yeah potatoes carrots maybe one of the root fruits to add with the potatoes there and to me i would be very happy with that i think would you come to the feast if i was serving that that sounds good to me i i've said for a long time that i think that a uh, uh, loin of venison deer yeah is better than a snake yeah I think it's far superior to a steak. Yeah. I don't know why people are eating steak. In this country, we 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 have to kill deer for management, and a lot of them are exported. I think one of the places I get my deer for my butchery courses from exports something like 200 a week to France because no oh. one here eats it. Huh? And like, But everyone's buying expensive steaks from the supermarkets. And it's like, no, 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 you need to get on the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd go for venison over beef any day. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. 
Yeah. If it's cooked right, anyway, it's got to be cooked right. Yeah, but it's not difficult. You just got to get it out again. Depends on the cut. (laughs) Depends on the cut. Yeah. If you've got a loin, yeah, a loin's quick. But um, like a a haunch or something is a slow cook. You're much break down all the tissues and stuff. Yeah, you're much more skilled on this than I am. Mm. So I rest my case and listen to you. (laughs) I hope I'm worth your time and your channel. I hope I didn't. Oh, I appreciate your time. Absolutely. Uh, I appreciate you giving up a Friday evening to speak to me. Oh, man. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's a shame we didn't do a Midgard block, but. Make God plot is what it is. It's yeah. I had lots of plans and they didn't they didn't come through. So I'm we've got that, Zoom. Yeah, I'm thinking that's a good thing about Midgard's plot yeah. as well. That it's you know I apologize. Uh, if the if the festival mm. was in such a way that uh, it would be easy to sit down and do a long interview at the festival. The festival wouldn't be as good as it is. <laughs> there is that. Yeah. 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 I mean, when, when you sit down at the festival and you. Yeah. No. I don't know. I'm thinking it's a. It's a good good thing for. For the festival that. You know you. You're, you're in it somehow all the time. I think. Mm whatever yeah. you're doing mm. but some sometimes it's a little frustrating I would like to as I said some people I would like to speak more to than I I manage but I guess it's also my own ability to prioritize <laughs> well if, if you're working the festival as well it's different isn't it I'm sure your experience of Midgard Blot is going to be different to mine it's just that's how it is. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And I am very... When I'm working, I'm very much in the zone, so to speak. Mm. You know? So at Midgard's Blut, I am, I am very much in the zone, more or less, the whole time. You know? Because, mm. okay... First, I come there on Tuesday usually with the equipment, put it in the guild hall. Um, and then Wednesday is the blood. So you have all the, you know, is everything ready? Do we have everything we need for the blood? And then the blood is done. And then you're already on to the next day's concert. You know, and when that mm. is done, you're on to the next day and then the third day. And then uh, it's the uh, closing ceremony. This year, I was also. Uh, did you see this wonderful Heimdall statue? That they were. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's a good mm. friend who uh, made it. A true brother, Stian. He's great. I work with him and his uh, physical brother uh, sometimes. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, I was uh, I was there when they, you know, I don't know what you say in English when they. Unveiled. Yeah, unveiled. Thank you. When I unveiled yeah. that, yeah, and I, I was also singing in a wedding ceremony on 
think it was Saturday in before yeah. the opening. So it was the blue three folky concerts, singing the wedding, uh, the unveiling of the statue, and then getting to join Astral side <laughs> and uh, the closing. So it was a quite busy festival this year too. <laughs> So, I think it was this for you. Yeah, yeah. But I like it, you know. First time, we, yeah. first year, mm. we played three times a day. So, <laughs> that was pretty hardcore. But yeah, yeah. At least once a day, you you've got that one, and then it's done. Yeah, yeah. Nah, but but I really love it. Yeah. Last last yeah. year, I was thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, you can just cut this from the podcast if you want but last year I was thinking uh, when I spoke to Runa you know we don't because she's busy so we don't get to speak that often you know but when we do we have long deep conversations and uh, mm. I think it was last year that I thought oh, I want to tell her that you know I, I think it's important that Folke is playing every day yeah and yeah. then we spoke, and, and she told me before I got to say it, she told me that she thought so too. <laughs> yeah, nice. I like, oh, I was going to say that. Mm. Now I don't have to. Thank you. <laughs> it's about, you know, keeping... The universe mind. again. Yeah, exactly. It's wonderful. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But maybe we should wrap it up. Or uh, yeah, I think that's probably a good point. Well, um, yeah, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure, and hopefully we'll speak soon. Um, yeah. And maybe next year we'll do something and cook some food together. Yeah, that would be really nice. Yeah. I can see if yeah. I can... Um, I mean, there is a lot of hunters around here, so I can see if I can do my part of it by bringing the deer. You bring the deer and I'll cook it. How's that? Good deal. Yeah. There you go. So, are we doing the artificial yeah. handshake? Yeah. Let's yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. Oh, perfect, perfect. I look forward to that. We have a that. deal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I normally I'd get people to plug stuff at this point, but we spoke about your albums earlier. Unless there's anything else? No, not really. No. Buy, buy Benny's album. There you go. Yeah, please do that. That would be nice. It brings spread on the uh, table. And follow. And you're on social media, right? So, yeah. Okay, board to four, Nord of Inden. Yeah, yeah. Both on. Uh, I'll do the whole links underneath. Yeah, perfect. It's yeah. Uh, on Facebook and Folke Borta for only. It's on uh, Instagram. And that's. And then uh, Spotify and all this stuff. Yeah, I'll pop some links underneath, as I say, and make sure people can find you. Perfect. I appreciate it. Yeah. If you do find these well, people, please give your love to give my love to your wonderful family. And uh, I will do. Yeah. yeah. And thanks everyone for watching. So we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. If you enjoyed the podcast and want to hear more, remember to like and subscribe and give me a rating. For recipes and ideas, visit my website, saxonforager.co.uk. I also have three cookbooks available to buy on Amazon worldwide. These are Eat Like a Viking Volumes 1 and 2, and Eat Like a Halfling. Thanks for watching.
If you enjoyed the show and want to hear more, remember to like and subscribe and give the show a rating. You can also help keep the show going by becoming a Patreon where you'll get early access to all episodes. Or check out my range of merch on my store. Links are in the episode description. Thanks for listening. Hey.